0: Hello, a one, two, three, four, testing, testing this mic, one, two, three, four, aubergine spaghetti. (laughs)
1: That's how we're opening the episode.
0: Hi guys, so it's Ellie and... Rory. here today. Um, we haven't done an episode of the podcast in a wee while so we thought we'd bring you a kind of wee mini episode uh, with just some things that have been on our minds and that we wanted to share with all our awesome members of CrossFit Cane Uh How you doing Rory? Have you had a good week of training, coaching?
1: Yeah I've had a pretty good week actually. I had some really good uh, yeah coaching's been awesome. I had some firsts and some classes which have been really awesome and
0: uh, give us some examples what's happened.
1: Oh today um Nicola Beattie got her first strict pull-up, not just chin-up, pull-up. Woo! Go Nicola! Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then repeated it for video, because you got to get evidence, obviously. So that was really, really cool. Um, and it's been nice to hear, like, I think we've been trying out running the gymnastics sessions as more of a, you know, traditional strength progression uh which has been really cool and we've been having some really positive feedback on that which is awesome like pete was in today and he was saying that he's been loving it and feeling he's getting so much stronger and he banged out five strict pull-ups today that he hadn't had before so that was really really cool i
0: know you guys can't see this but we're both beaming this stuff makes us so happy and also to make sure all of you know it is never too late like yes we're running a six-week block working on strict pull-ups at the moment in gymnastics but like if you've not come so far and suddenly you're like no i want to come please turn up like it starting at any point is better than not starting at all
1: yeah for sure um and I think a lot of folk uh are just sort of you know getting on that journey which is awesome uh you know and not getting i think it's really easy to get sort of disheartened about how hard it is to try and get pull-ups but uh I've been really enjoying the positivity folk have had and just you know giving it a bash and getting stuck in which is really awesome because that's all you need to do
0: I can like legitimately remember my first pull-up when I was like 18 I remember exactly where it was (laughs) exactly what happened but it's like I, I don't know I feel like it's a really special first thing to get and there's so much fun Come once you've got your first straight pull-up there's so many places we can take that and things we can do with it so and it's hard-earned strength and anything hard-earned is really worth doing
1: yeah for sure um like once you've got pull-ups then you just move on to bigger and better goals so it's like 100%. it just keeps on going which is awesome uh
0: i had good fun on tuesday evening uh on a sort of like last minute ellie garrett called me at like 25 <laughs> she not even call she text at yeah. uh, 25 to um to five being like i'm stuck in traffic it's really awful they're turning people around i was like i can get there had my like superhero moment grabbed my keys <laughs> didn't bring anything else <laughs> and just like drove to the gym as fast as i legally could um but it was great it was really uh that was such a fun class that evening um the like rotating uh rotating it was setups air squats and rowing it was great to get some rowing technique down and then I got to cover barbell club which I've not done for ages and you guys have been putting in the hard work it's like quite cool having not been for a while and then to come back and I don't know if it's because you guys have been working with Colette or just the consistency of working with Ells uh but I thought everyone did wicked and I'm excited to see where this 12-week cycle goes and like I said with the gymnastics it's exactly the same with that jump in wherever you can guys like it's never too late to start
1: yeah. Um, on that note, I'm now registered for British weightlifting.
0: Oh yeah,
1: and
0: I <laughs> think well, we'll talk about that in the future. I think we've got some. Yeah, we've got some stuff up. in the
1: pipeline, weightlifting wise, which is cool.
0: Yeah. Um, cool so we've got a couple of things that we just wanted to chat to you guys about um, the first one is drop-ins so I guess you guys may have noticed now it's the summer we've sometimes got some friendly but unfamiliar faces in the box so these are people that are up on holiday and most of them I think so far train at other boxes in Scotland although we have had some Americans as well we had some people from Boston yeah and
1: from folk from Englandshire
0: yes true uh, and basically they're on holiday but they love CrossFit so much that they're coming to check out our box coming to take part in our classes um and the other week we were over in aberdeen uh little top my circus show was having its final date so we went to kind of see off the cast there uh and while we were there we dropped in at crossfit aberdeen which was pretty awesome right
1: yeah it's uh it's really nice to get the opportunity to do i i think for us as coaches it's really cool to be coached um dropping in another box gives us that opportunity to get the same experience you guys do when you train with us, which is really nice. Uh, We really enjoy that. It gives us an opportunity to be coached. And I kind of just switch off and enjoy it, which is really cool. Oh,
0: it was such a good class. I mean, it was amazing. My standards, my expectations were quite high because, um, CrossFit Aberdeen is owned by a guy called Rob Lawson who is one of the seminar staff so I guess yeah my expectations were quite high but they were absolutely met like it was yeah and it was oh, really it was nice great. and it
1: was a, it was great because it was a workout that was super simple it was basically just air squats let's be honest but um it was really nice to get the opportunity to kind of like dial in the air squat and I think it's really easy to get distracted by all the fancy movements in CrossFit and actually like how good's your air squat could it be better and that was really nice to do and then do a few hundred of them.
0: Yeah. So uh, when you see these unfamiliar faces, like uh, say hi, ask them what box they're from, ask them where they've been doing CrossFit. But we would also say to you guys, um, if you're away, if you're off on holiday, if you're down south or whatever, like Go over to CrossFit.com, look on the affiliate map, see where there's an affiliate, drop them a message and see if you can drop in because it's such a great experience to be coached by other coaches and to see how another gym runs. And if if you go to another gym and they do something amazing, like come back and tell us. Um, but yeah, we would just really encourage you guys, be brave. Um, they will all scale just the same as we do. They'll, it doesn't matter where you're at. They're not gonna, you know what I mean? They're not gonna only be doing advanced movements. Um, but yeah, be brave, go to drop in and uh and let us know where you go and enjoy
1: yeah i think it's awesome to be sort of part of something bigger uh i think you know it's it's not just it's not just us there's so many other boxes out there across the world like fifteen thousand affiliates across the whole world and they're all f- folk like me and ellie who just like love the methodology really loved coaching and really loved training and set up a cool local box for people to come and train out together and have fun so yeah it's really nice to go and experience that in other places
0: yeah, totally. Um, another thing we wanted to mention quickly is next Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday, the 16th uh, of July, we are running our first ever pop-up coffee shop at CrossFit Kengom. Although shop isn't probably quite the right word because- the, It's free. Yeah, it's all <laughs> free. Um, so we've got a very special barista coming in. Um, There's going to be coffee there's going to be normal milk there's going to be oat milk there's going to be tea uh, and there's going to be cinnamon buns from the bothy bakery which we're very excited about um but yeah we've never been able to do a, a morning kind of uh, social event before and we're just really excited to come on down bring your partners your kids your dogs i'm going to have the trapeze out i'll be teaching trapeze to anyone who wants to learn how to be a circus artist
1: <laughs> in one morning
0: in one morning yeah. i'll get you as far as i can
1: <laughs> yeah it's gonna be so cool because i think we like we've done a couple of evening socials and those are awesome but they're not always the most sociable hours for folk with families or you know it just might not be in the right time for you so it'd be cool uh to see as many folk down there as possible
0: please bring your puppies
1: <laughs> if you have a puppy bring the puppy <laughs> you clarify that. um yeah no it's gonna be good i'm looking forward to that
0: yeah It's gonna be awesome. Oh, and in an effort to be environmentally friendly, uh, we're gonna have some cups. We're gonna have some. Uh, but if you've got your own cup, bring a cup so that we're not having to throw away loads of paper cups. Yeah, what's the point in that?
1: Yeah, no point.
0: Um, great. And then the final thing for this wee mini episode for today is uh something we've been really wanting to communicate with you guys a bit more is um about recovery, uh, and I guess making the most of your time in the gym so you get to spend time in the gym but then you are also getting the most out of that from your actions out with the gym uh and I guess we thought a really nice starting point for that would just be to talk about what we do to recover um so Ru I guess maybe if you start um maybe first of all to explain a little bit like what is your training schedule how much do you train because that's all part of um making sure you're not overtraining. and then what are the key things that you do to recover from that training
1: yeah. Okay. So uh, first of all, you mentioned a term there, overtraining. Um, I think that's thrown about a lot. Very few people are overtraining. Yeah, uh, I agree. Like if you're worried about overtraining, chances are you're never going to get there. Um, It's not a badge of honor to wear, but it's also not something that's likely to just happen to you because you train a little bit more regularly. Um, but what I would say is overtraining isn't a set thing. Uh, I would say it's relative to how well you're recovering. So you've got to try and think about, you know, training is... demanding it's um i'm going to use the word stressful but it's not stressful in the sort of like work and emotional sense as much as it is just it's stressful in your body but that stress is important okay that it's uh, it's like hardening, like it, it does improve you. You get adaptations from that, and that's what you need. You need to you need to stress your body, whether that is by you know weightlifting, moving heavy objects, or it's by doing holds in gymnastics, or it's by pushing yourself really hard on the bike or running. Those are all like stressors, um, and then you're going to get adaptations to that, and that's really what we're looking for when we're trying to think about improving our fitness, improving our strength. Any of these things, we're looking to uh, impose some sort of stressor and then we are looking to get an adaptation from that and adaptations are that you know our body's one big feedback mechanism we put some stressor on our body and our body rises to the challenge and adapts and makes itself better for that so if you do some weightlifting your bone density is going to increase your muscle quality and cross-sectional area is going to increase you're going to upregulate hormones loads of things are going to improve to make you better at that thing you've just done because your body's like cool That's what we're doing now let's make ourselves better at that so that's the principle roughly of adaptation that we're looking for when we're training um in fairly loose terms so that's what we're looking to have happen okay and then we kind of decide right how much we're going to train so for myself uh i train sunday monday tuesday wednesday usually take thursday off and off just means i'm not in the gym doing training I'll try and get out and do something like we'll try and get on a bike ride and, and bits and pieces like go swimming um and then usually train Friday. Saturday for some reason we never managed to get into the gym and then we end up training Sunday again it's not the most ideal situation in terms of like our training days but that's fine like I think everyone has this cookie cutter idea if they're gonna train three on one on yeah, two in on. our
0: head we think that Thursday and Sunday are days off but reality doesn't work like that for nah. us so that's just, and that's just life right yeah, everybody's got their things but we still prioritize it enough to make sure that it does happen on five times a week yeah that's what we're going for five so times a week
1: five days a week we'll do uh, you know a decent length session of you know really focused effort in the gym um and that's just what you guys are doing as well we're just doing crossfit because it works which is great <laughs> and it's fun we'll and it's it. fun that's like you know we really enjoy it like i i think one of the big things for us and especially for me is over the past few years i've really managed to like get to the point where you know training's not just something i kind of enjoy occasionally and i'm a bit on and off with it like it's now fairly central to uh what i do which i think has been a a big change and i think that's actually really informed how i recover uh so you know we're chatting there about you know we train five days a week we have two days which are recovery days i i would always think about those recovery days as these are days where your body is growing okay these are growth days okay so your body is taking all that stimulus you've just had um, in training and then creating those adaptations all right that's those are your days where you're building muscle you are you know you know, making changes at cellular level within your body and those are super super important so rest days are not to be overlooked they're super good um and you know on that's on the like big scale across the week all right. But then when it actually comes down to it, it's the day-to-day that I think is the the bit of recovery that is often more important. It's the little things you do really frequently, day in, day out, week after week, month after month, year after year, that make the biggest impact. So through training becoming like a much bigger part of of, of my life in terms of like being really central to how I plan my day. You know, we have a block of the day that we train. Um, We go in and do that in the same way that you guys might, you know, you might be 6 a.m. crew and you come in every day at 6 a.m. And that's like your habit. You know, we've got our 11 a.m. habit, basically. Uh, And then around that, you know, we arrange things that help us recover and help us enjoy life and that kind of stuff. So big things, if you're going to think about it, like next to training are going to be your Uh, Ellie's going to go stir the food while I chat about recovery. (laughs) Informal podcasting. All right. So, yeah, the things that we do around that. So sleep, biggest one. All right. Well, one of the biggest ones. Um, I try and push my sleep to be better so that I can recover better. You know, if you're training really hard, but you're not sleeping, you may slip into overtraining because actually relative to how well you're recovering, you're training too much. Yeah. So if you're not sleeping well, you're not sleeping irregularly, a, to like a good standard you're going to start to feel like training is more difficult you don't feel like you're recovering as well for it and that's really hard for some of us we're like shift working and things like that and kids and all that kind of stuff that can kind of put some stress on that but for the most part i'd say most people could probably get to bed at least half an hour earlier and if you can't challenge yourself to do that like that i think that's something to kind of really look in the mirror about ellie's back now she slipped back in uh, <laughs> um so i my challenge at the moment for myself is to try and get to bed by nine thirty, and that means like in bed lying down i put podcasts podcast in one ear that's how i get to sleep otherwise i just think about things and can't get to sleep but that that sleep element has been massive for me and i know it's something like you struggle with sleep wise
0: yeah sleep is uh definitely the hardest part of all of the things that i find for recovery and the thing that i think if i improved more i would feel the biggest difference um I guess it's the one that I feel like we have the least control over. We've got two small kids. One of them wants to come and cuddle us all night. He's like so cute, but it's also like a little claustrophobic in his cuteness and wanting to be close to us. Um, and I feel like that maybe like, I feel like you just sleep deeper than I do. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. it just like impacts my sleep a bit more, but I'm optimistic. He's four. <laughs> <laughs> maybe at some point he might stop doing that. Um, yeah
1: there's that that, sorry cut you off like there's that stat about like having kids cuts years off your life i think probably a lot of that is down to sleep like when we're thinking about we're just talking about the short term in terms of performance and recovery long term in terms of health like sleep is a really big determinant of your long-term health well into older age so like if you get more sleep now you're banking it for later life which I think is super important so yeah it's it's a big it's a big cornerstone of recovery
0: but I guess the things that I have realized are how can I set myself up as well as despite the circumstances how can I set myself up for as well as possible to get a good night's sleep so like you say you want to be in bed by 9 30 like actually I probably want to be in bed by like 9 because I feel like I need more sleep than you do More sleep me, yeah. um and just like little things like I lay out all my or I try and lay out all my clothes for the night for the next day the night before like having these little routines if I'm in the gym early I'll make my breakfast for the, the night before like just as many basically in my head I'm thinking of all the ways I can make the life of future Ellie as easy as possible or morning Ellie who has maybe woken up after not quite enough sleep yeah um that's less about recovery but just more about routine and habits and stuff but if if it works it works
1: yeah and i think this is starting to touch on the thing i was saying about like you form habits around the thing you really want to do we really want to train so we try and form habits that support that like in terms of sleep we try and like work with our sleep to make it better so that we are better able to train um that like i was at the doctors the other day and they were trying to schedule something in for me and they were like oh could you do 11 a.m. and i was like no i'm busy between 11 and 1 i'm busy training like that's i, I was and they were like oh okay and they eventually sort of, sort of slotted me in earlier in the day but i realized at the moment like i reckon three years ago if they'd asked me i would have been like yeah no worries i'll just not train or i'll just move training and training wouldn't have happened then and i realized actually at that point oh i've like this has definitely become something far more core to my routine and core to who i want to be um than just like something i dabble in which is kind of cool um and i think that kind of also leads into you know uh you know trying to form those habits like i use a whoop i think like izzy uses one there's various other members that use one in the gym it's just one of those there's
0: a whoop group so if you have one let us know and you can join the
1: whoop group group. um yeah there's a whoop group and it's like for some people i think it depends on your personality like ellie you didn't really go on with it massively um i found it really useful i think izzy finds it really useful um i don't really care so much about the activity tracking side of it um even though it does that that's cool uh i don't put so much store on like estimates of effort and calories and that kind of thing but what i do care about is gamifying how i try and get more sleep when i see i've got bad recovery and i see that actually my sleep wasn't great last night and i didn't get to bed that early it's just like it's putting something in plain sight like a black and white in front of me telling me i'm not doing quite good enough on the sleep side of things And that kind of pushes me to do a little bit better there rather than just being a little bit ambiguous. Like, I don't think I'm getting enough sleep. I was like, I know I'm not getting enough sleep. I know it wasn't good enough quality and I can start to refine things down, eliminate things like, um, you know, or try and like improve things like drink more water. Drinking more water helps me sleep better. I can do that. You know, it's these little adjustments that you can start to make to improve your recovery um, because they support your sleep and that's going to help you recover better because you do a lot of growing in your sleep yeah
0: so other things that you do to recover
1: um other main pillar is going to be nutrition um i'm gonna just put this out here i pretty much guarantee that nine out of ten people listening to this podcast are not eating enough protein
0: yeah the protein one is really interesting because i you don't seem to find eating so Ruri works with the nutrition coach and uh and is also a nutrition coach himself um, and works with his own clients. Um, But you work with your nutrition coach and she uh, is helping you to like work out exactly what it is that you're eating. But I never see that you struggle to like eat the amount of protein that you're prescribed to do so by her. Right. Whereas I grew up vegetarian for most of my life. I was vegan for like eight years. So I'm not anymore, but for me, Basically, the story I told myself for a really long time is that I was like physically incapable of eating the amount of protein that I needed to eat, like that. <laughs> but that was legitimately it. Yeah. Is that I felt I felt that like I physically couldn't fit it in my like down my throat. Um, <laughs> but actually, uh, I guess from working with you a little bit, like I now have a number. I know uh, exactly how many grams I'm trying to hit each day. I don't measure them all. Um, But I've done it enough that I know what things I need to eat and what quantities to hit that. But essentially, it's about making sure that I have protein with every meal, not eating loads of other carb deliciousness during the day. And like prioritizing that and eating that first in the meal, not last. And that's just been like a long journey. But I have learned that it is possible.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I think Which... like, we're, I was chatting to someone about pull-ups today. Like they were saying, oh, I just, I used to be one of those parts of people who didn't believe I could do pull-ups. And that was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Like what you believe is what you are. Okay. So like if you believe you're not someone who can do pull-ups, you're not going to be someone who can do pull-ups.
0: But it's it's about these stories that we yeah, tell yeah, ourselves. Yeah. If we tell ourselves these stories, they become true. And um, anyway, and that was one, I I was so ridiculous to look back on it now, but I told myself that I was physically incapable of eating protein. Turns out that is to bullshit and it's all good
1: it is all bullshit and i think like you know if you you know if anyone ever needs help with this like just chat us when they in the gym and if you want any more in-depth stuff like obviously chat to me i can help you out with that but there's so many easy little tactics you can use to try and improve that and protein is so important to you if you're training like if you're completely sedentary and that means, like you're just you sit down all day you get home and you sit down you don't really do anything your protein needs are not going to be that high okay because you're de- you know the, you're not going that much demand on yourself you're not having to do quite so much remodeling of tissue um you're you, there's just not so much demand okay so you don't have as much you don't need as much supply now if there is a lot more demand you need more supply there is like that's a big part of it uh but also a lot of people i think were you know protein it, you know thinking about protein in terms of in a, in, a, in a meal like the meat side of things is like a slightly more expensive part of a meal um and and a lot of the time i think like you know in restaurants it's something that's like you get smaller portions of or that kind of thing and actually like if you just slightly increase those portion sizes of that element on your plate Like that can really lead to big changes in how much your overall daily protein intake is. Um, And it'll also leave you feeling fuller. You'll feel more satisfied with the amount you've eaten. Um, And then alongside that, eating enough carbohydrate to support the amount of exercise you're doing. Um, You know, a lot of what we do in CrossFit is high intensity. High intensity means you need carbohydrate for it. Doing keto and CrossFit is a recipe for sadness. Um, So you've got to just sort of get those things dialed in to the point where you feel able to recover. Um, Me personally, I was eating, I was far under eating for a while um, and I just felt kind of crap training. Like I was going through the motions of it, but I didn't didn't feel like I was recovering easily from it. I was getting a few more injuries here and there and bits and pieces um, and I didn't feel like I was like fast or able to really push it and increasing the amount I've been eating has been really good for that. So a lot of people I think are under eating, but then looking in the mirror and going, I don't, I can't be under eating. And I think that's a really tricky trap to fall into like you can look in the mirror and think that I'm not someone who's under eating because of how I perceive how I look, but actually you can be under eating and that means you're underperforming and you might not feel that great through training, you might feel emotional about things, you know, it's it can all sort of tie in together. So in terms of youth uh, recovery sleep nutrition massive massive pillows to put on the side of that and if you're not doing those well uh, adding cbd oil and you know various other things and massage guns is not going to fix any of those
0: Hundred percent but a few we'll we'll finish up soon but a few like top tips of extra side things that we do on top of that are we both supplement creatine yep why do we do that Rory?
1: <laughs> Why do we do that? Uh creatine uh various different forms of it you can buy it is the cheapest supplement you can possibly buy um and it has the most peer reviewed data on it okay so it's actually been proven to do something which a lot of supplements haven't um it increases the concentration of creatine in the muscle creating something you naturally Uh, have on board in the muscle is a source of energy for the muscle in situations which are like lifting where it's high contractile force um, it's very immediate energy that's needed so on that last pull up it you know if you supplement creatine might be that difference between making that last pull up and not making that last pull up um all you're looking to do is increase the concentration of it in the muscle it's already a naturally occurring thing supplementing it has lots of other benefits as well long term they're finding lots of interesting things around uh, long-term health conditions and stuff and it's cheap as chips so uh if you're going to supplement any of the like sports supplements um besides protein i would say that creatine is is pretty damn high up there
0: we also take uh vitamin d magnesium zinc and omega-3s every day we sell those in the gym what brand have we got primal
1: cool primal yeah um they're just some of the like absolute mainstays of things which have you know been proven over time uh are important to supplement you know we don't live in the sunniest place this summer has proven that Hundred (laughs) percent. and to be honest like a lot of the stuff around you know vitamin d is really important to try and get it through the skin but if you're not walking around topless all the time then you're not going to get it through the skin okay so bearing that in mind like we often think we come into the summer months things are going to be a lot better but we're not walking around with a lot of bare skin in scotland even in the summer months so supplementing with vitamin d good option um, magnesium helps to contribute to uh, normal muscle function um, it's one of your electrolytes and it also helps you sleep a little bit better which is always nice so getting those supplements in and just kind of making sure those things are topped up like if you've got the most diverse and incredible diet you're probably getting a lot of these things anyway but it's in in some ways a bit of an insurance policy because we don't always eat the best we're not all perfect right
0: we don't all eat oily fish every day we're not in scandinavia oh god if you actually
1: like like calculate how much oily fish you'd have to eat to get like a a proper amount of uh, epa dha which are the compounds in them like it's it's a lot (laughs) i'm not sure i could eat that diet
0: um and then like we said all these things are like the fun frivolous things that you can do as extras after you've done the big things of nutrition and sleep uh we also try and go wad a couple of times a week like for us that just works pretty well
1: yeah like just doing mobility um like if anyone is really mobility limited in their fitness uh i would you know there's lots of really good resources out there there's lots of great free resources um go wad is a really handy app that you can use to do uh periodic te- tests on your mobility and then it creates a protocol for you to follow um to do mobility work on so that's a really handy way for for us to kind of like get through that obviously we've got mobility class as well um that's really nice to just kind of like get a tune up and kind of like work on some specific things it's
0: just structured in a really satisfying way that means we do it yeah and that's what matters if you as long as you do it you do it right and not everybody needs mobility but like it's something that makes us feel better yeah for sure um we also try and sauna this is more of a winter month thing where here i feel like your bones feel cold during the winter (laughs) and just to have that experience of like warmth from like the inside out is just really nice um again these are extras once yeah. you've done the bread and if butter if you yeah
1: if you're not sleeping well and you're not eating well saunaing is not going to make a blind bit of difference long term really but uh they're nice little extras um yeah like sometimes going for a bit of sports massage
0: oh yeah actually I, so i try and go for a sports massage like roughly once a month every six weeks probably by the time i've got my shit together to actually go and do it yeah uh wendy monroe is pretty great we can give you her details if you want um but there's also many other sports massages yeah sports massages masseuses, masseuses. Yeah. <laughs> uh in the straths bay um yeah i did definitely if you're finding yourself getting sore sometimes just that like bit of maintenance that you don't have to do yourself is incredibly helpful
1: yeah um other than that just like walking about staying active all these things like you know promoting a bit more blood flow like if you you know just did two hours of crossfit and then sat down for the rest of the day you're probably going to feel a bit bit awful um but if you get up and walk around a lot more doing other forms of movement are really good fun like eat, all these things are like contributing to recovery like getting out for a nice easy ride on the bike getting out for a hike all these things like they're they're nice ways to increase blood flow get through um and just get out and enjoy things like i think mentally they're really nice ways to recover
0: quick point sorry this is just going back to nutrition you don't eat different amounts on days that you don't train right
1: no because yeah. you're right th- Boy, I said earlier about recovery days are growth days. You need the nutrients Um, like there. You need to eat just as much on those days as the days you don't do things or the days you do things and actually like a day-to-day view is kind of just a bit too micro like you track things day to day because that then contributes to what you eat week to week and month to month that's the important ones um there's loads of really great bits where people have done the sums and essentially someone who eats really restricted for five days a week and then drinks and eats out all weekend will have the same intake as someone who eats a fairly luxurious diet all the way through the week you know those blowouts at the weekend will average out across the week so think about your nutrition not just on a day-to-day basis but on a week-to-week basis because that's actually what makes the difference day-to-day is is, is too short-term to think really um but it's a nice way to break it up as, as you're trying to make changes
0: 100 uh great so I guess with these things, like if anybody feels like they're not recovering as well as they could, if anybody wants to talk more about those things, like drop us a message, come chat to us after a class. Like we want to chat about all these things with you.
1: Chances are we've made the mistakes before. And it's like, that's one of the great things about having coaches and people that have been in the game for a while and have tried a lot of stuff and messed a lot of stuff up. Then we can help you with that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Right. Well, we're going to go back to finish making our dinner. Uh, We're also halfway through the movie. What is it? The, the
1: lost city, which I'm not gonna lie, is absolutely priceless so far.
0: We're like really enjoying it. We're only halfway through, but uh, it's been a cracker so far. Yeah. So if you need some light relief, San-
1: Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum on point.
0: Yeah, we love it. Um, all right, guys, we'll have an awesome week training, and um, oh, and it's one on dip on Sunday. So if well,
1: you, if you hear this before Sunday,
0: if you hear this before Sunday, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you hear this before Sunday, uh, hopefully the weather looks a little bit better than last time. Keep everything crossed. Yeah, we want some
1: sun. All right. um, This was a nice little mini episode.
0: Yeah. All right. Have a great week, guys. Bye.
1: Bye.